What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome to another edition of the Ryan Clayton Podcast. Uh, today, I'm bringing you uh, the live stream from last night. Uh, we are literally days away from the Indiana Trail 100 right now, and I'm like so pumped uh, to be at this place, like just ready to go, feeling good. Um, there's a few things that still don't feel like 100%, uh, but I've decided to uh, stop running a few days earlier than I was planning on. Like I was, I was planning on going on maybe like one more run on Thursday uh, after my most recent run that was Monday. Uh, but I just, after Monday, I still felt this just little, little thing going on in my right quad. And so I was like, you know what? There is, there is no gains to be made right now. Uh, as far as endurance, as far as anything for this race, uh, the best thing I can do right now is rest. So that's why I decided, I decided to shut it all down. Uh, Monday during my run, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the last one. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm done training for the Indiana Trail 100. The only things I have left to do is pack, get ready, mentally prepare, um, make sure that all my gear is in order, make sure that all my uh, nutrition is set aside and, uh, you know, like in order so that my crew can help me out uh, quickly uh, because I'm going to be trying to reach my potential, to find out what my potential is. Uh, I've, I feel like I've done... So just for those of you that maybe don't know, um, I've completed a handful of 100 milers, uh, five to be exact, and I've attempted seven. So I do have what I would say is kind of like a small amount of experience. Uh, it's, you know, it's much more than nothing, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, there are so many people out there that... Um, have 10, 15, 20, hundred mile finishes. So I still feel like I'm a beginner and learning a lot about myself. And I've also never ran a hundred miler where I feel like I, the entire time I was, um, pushing myself in order to find out what my potential is, find out what my limit is. Um, you know, I kind of had that during my first one, uh, grindstone where I just was just like, but honestly, it was more of just being kind of like blasted by how hard it was the whole time and kind of, you know, just being like overwhelmed by that. And so, yeah, I did feel like I was pushing as hard as I could go the whole time. But then looking back on it, like, no, I didn't, uh, you know, and so you learn from that and then second, third, fourth and so on. Uh, but I've also been picking hundred milers that are more mountain hundreds and those I approach really differently or at least I have in the past, I approach them more as uh, like these events, experiences, journeys to go on, like see the mountains because I don't live in the mountains. Uh, I live in Indiana. <laughs> so m when I pick a mountain hundred miler to go to, I am picking it, f you know, for a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons is to go and experience like, the nature and the mountains and be out there and be able to see some things and not just be like blinded by my pain the entire time. <laughs> uh, so I've never, you know, the several mountain ultras that I've done, I haven't really pushed the whole time. Like there's been a lot of, you know, time taking it easy, just taking in the sights and hiking and all sorts of stuff. Um, doesn't make them 
that much easier, I don't think. Uh, they're still hard. You still have to go the entire 100 miles. Um, but I can't say that I've ever like really pushed and realized my potential in any of my races, honestly. Uh, you know, because I still feel like I'm a beginner at this. And so this race, the Indiana Trail 100, 2021, uh, I feel like I'm in a place where I've been able to put in a really solid amount of work, uh, training in order to kind of find out what my limit actually is. And so that's, that's what we're going to do this weekend. Uh, so the first couple laps I'm going to push and then, you know, when it becomes really hard halfway through probably is when I anticipate it becoming just like where it, I start going through these low moments that feel unbearable. That's going to be the real test to see if I can keep going, keep pushing, keep just like one foot in front of the other, uh, in order to see what I can do. And that's what I'm like. I'm not afraid of. And I kind of talk about this in one of the questions that comes up that I'm going to play here in just a minute. Uh, I'm not so much afraid of the distance anymore. Uh, what I, am scared of, I guess, if you want to say that is just the, the pain that's going to come, uh, from what I'm trying to do. Uh, I mean, hundred milers hurt no matter how you approach them, but the harder you push, the harder they hurt. And so that's where I'm kind of just like, okay, uh, this is, this is a new level of, uh, something I'm afraid of. So this is a new level of performance I'm trying to achieve. Um, you know, I've been saying a couple times that my goal is to go sub 24. Um, I think I can do that based on my training. I think that's an appropriate goal. I think a stretch goal would be closer to 20 hours, uh, 22 maybe. But again, I've never been in this position. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying as hard as I can to, uh, approach this with an open mind and be happy with whatever result comes, but also really push as hard as I can. Uh, so that's kind of why I'm like, I'm not like just saying like, Oh, I think I know, I think I can definitely hit this, or this definitely is my goal. Like, because I don't know what my potential is. Like I've never, never tried this before. So that's where we are right now. Uh, it's, uh, Wednesday, and uh, uh, this is the Tuesday night live stream that I'm about to play here. It was from last night, so there's a bunch of questions. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just think it was a it was a really good stream. A lot of excitement going on with everybody. So that's where we are right now. Uh, if you haven't been catching up on the YouTube channel, go ahead and check out some of those most recent videos. I've been talking about my taper, how that's all going, and uh, pretty soon. <laughs> You know, we're going to be there at Chain of Lakes. If you are going to be there, definitely try to get a hold of me like uh, through social media, Instagram or something like I'm going to try and post on my Instagram stories about when I'm doing the check in and everything so that if you are there, maybe we can meet up, uh, say, hey, what's up? Uh, and uh, then definitely at the start line throughout the race, uh, definitely yell at me and uh, get my attention. Uh, I'll probably need it, especially late in the race when I'm just in the pain cave uh, so yeah, that's it guys. It's happening. We're here. Uh, all this training, all these miles, all this hard work, it's coming down to one day on October 9th. 
at Chain of Lake State Park in Indiana. We're going to do it. So with all that said, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Here is the Tuesday Night Live from last night. Let's go. We are, we're, yeah, I just had a, like, crew meeting uh, over Zoom uh, just, like, less than an hour ago. So, got a lot of things, like, ironed out, figuring out things, uh, how we're going to do things. Um, So, yeah, really excited. A lot from Midland, Garden Spot, uh, Permian Basin. I don't know where that is, but that's awesome. Steven, thanks for joining. Uh, Tim Dottie's here from Pennsylvania. What's up? Dave Lee Sevens here. Good luck this weekend. I'll be running the mid-state, but we'll think about you as well. Awesome. Well, maybe uh, give Dave a high five out there. Uh, Mango Runner races this weekend. Good luck, man. Excited, but my legs are still tired. Uh, So Mango Runner is also doing the Indiana Trail 100. So we're going to try and uh, do like a fist bump or a high five or something uh, while we're out there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, legs are still feeling tired. So uh, hopefully, hope they, hope they bounce back. Um, I know that you are very experienced. Um, I think I, I think I saw you've done a couple hundreds already, so you know how to do it. Um, they'll bounce back. And once you get a couple miles into this race, uh, you're going to be feeling like a million bucks. Uh, what's up? Steven Barber's here from North Carolina. What's up? Thanks. Uh, Andrea says watching you train uh, having low days makes you so relatable. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Uh, you know, that's great. I think we all have low days. Um, and you know, I don't know. That's one of the things with like social media and everything. Uh, if you only see the, uh, prettiest pictures and the happiest times, um, I don't know. It's not the whole picture. So, I like to show everything. I like to be real. Well, not everything, but, uh, I like to be real. Uh, Nicholas Bodner's here. Uh, hope you absolutely kill it, man. Good luck from Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. Uh, Tyler says, did you settle on shoes for the race? Yes. Uh, I'll be wearing the North Face Flight Vective. Uh, just really, really feeling those shoes. Um, I've got a second pair. So I did about 50 miles in the first pair and, uh, feel pretty good. I did, uh, like two 20 milers in them and a 12 miler. Uh, so feeling like feeling good about them. Um, you know, there, I also anticipate maybe needing to change, uh, shoes at like maybe the halfway point or so. I don't know. Um, you know, we'll just see though. Uh, they're like right out of the box. I love the feel. Uh, cause I've got a plate in them and the cushion is really good. Um, but we'll just have to see like how it feels, you know, like 10, 12, 14 hours into a race, uh, things can start, uh, things with your feet can start happening and you might need, uh, different types of support. Uh, but I do have a couple other pairs of shoes that, uh, will have also all have options. Uh, ultra dad's here. Uh, what's up? And he was actually, I was just on a call with him cause he's in my crew and he's going to be pacing me, uh, from mile 50 to 75. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Middletown, Ohio. I can't wait to see if I can keep up <laughs> at mile 50. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling at that point. 
Um, but yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to keep up with me. <laughs> uh, Daniel says, hey, Ryan from Chile. What's up? Plus 33, hi from Illinois. I can't wait to see Ryan crush IT100 this weekend. Uh, yes, thank you so much. CK Hiker, get it, Clayton. Thank you. Christy Wiley's here from Pennsylvania. Excited to see you. Get after it. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see. Um, so real quick, we'll get a couple more, a couple more shout outs and I'll start talking about kind of like how taper's gone and everything. Uh, Alex Williams says, uh, Hey, from Beckley, West Virginia, praying for safety and strength for your race, brother. Thank you so much. And my Mark is here. Have fun this weekend. Uh, if you have a low patch, just eat more. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the thing. Like that's going to be, that's going to be the trick with, I think a lot of my, um, when I've gotten slower in hundred milers, um, I feel like almost if I can go back and like really picture those moments, a lot of them were because I had stopped eating or slowed down the, um, calorie intake, uh, which is not great. And I've also in the past, I've, I've not been super confident with my uh, nutrition choices. <clears throat> and so I've started out uh, probably eating less than I should. Uh, and so this race, I'm a lot more confident in the choices I've made. And I just, you know, like, because so we've talked about how I've had like problems with different types of gels uh, and different things over the last 500s I've done. I've gotten sick. Uh, anywhere between the 30 and 50 mile mark and then have spent a considerable amount of time where I just couldn't eat anything without um, just gagging and just like it was like every single race the last five races I've done I've experienced that and I don't know exactly why but I I'm 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 thinking <laughs> based off of a lot of um, self-reflection that I've been doing since May since my last hundred, uh, the cruel jewel in my self-reflection over the last couple months, I think a lot of it is because I'm not, I haven't always been training with my nutrition and that's a really, really important thing to do. Uh, you know, like we train with what type of shirt am I going to wear? What type of shoes am I going to wear? Socks. Like we train on the specific terrain that we're going to run on. You know, if we're going to run mountain hundred, we train as much vertical gain as we can get, you know, but for some reason I've always been like, nah, I'm not going to spend the money on all that, all those gels and everything because it can get really expensive. And it's also something that's not like, I just don't like taking gels like every single run. Uh, it's not something that, uh, I just don't love doing it. Uh, you know, uh, I just like going out and running with nothing. Uh, just go for a run for an hour or something. Don't even bring any water, no gels, no nothing. But over the last couple months, I've really committed to running with hydration that includes calories. And then recently over the last like three to four weeks or so, I've been taking a gel, at least one on every single run and bumping it up to seeing like, what's my, what's my limit, um, as far as like calorie intake, um, carb intake. There's a few, there's a few people I really trust out there, um, that know what they're talking about. Uh, and a lot of the, um, kind of like common knowledge is that if you can, if you can like if you're trying to test this, start testing, build your way up to about 90 carbs an hour. And 
for most people, that's probably going to be too much, especially when you're running. For a cyclist, triathlete, something like that, you can probably handle 90 carbs an hour if you work yourself up to it and train yourself to that. But when you get to that point where it's like, okay, this is too much, then you can kind of dial that back and figure out what the sweet spot is for you. And then related to calories, that's, you know, a lot of times it's going to be somewhere in between like 250 to 300, 350, 400 calories per hour. Uh, And then you also got to make sure that you're kind of taking the right amount of hydration, uh, like fluids as well to help your stomach digest all of that. Uh, but like work your way up until you can tell it's like too much, find out what your limits are, pull yourself back a little bit, but you have to train that stuff. And so I've been doing it, uh, the past couple months. And if I continue to have, like, if I continue to have stomach problems at this race, um, I'm just going to kind of like accept the fact that that is, that I did everything I could in training. And that's just like the type of runner that I am at this point. Um, and maybe I need to focus completely on, uh, like fluid hydro or fluid nutrition, um, which is what I'm going to be getting a lot of my calories and carbs from anyway. Uh, so the way I have it set up, uh, right now is that I'm going to start, uh, with a handheld bottle and in the bottle, there's going to be, you can and tailwind. So I'm going to be getting about 190 calories or 46 carbs per bottle. And I'm going to fill that up. Um, I'm going to try and do that about once an hour, uh, because it's going to, I mean, luckily I think I'm going to be kind of like right in that temperature range where drinking about 16 to 20 ounces of, uh, uh, water per hour is going to be doable uh, because it's going to be the uh, race is going to start at 58 degrees Fahrenheit and it's going to be hitting close to like 80 by midday. So I think there is going to be a lot of uh, I'm going to be needing to take on a lot of water. So that's going to work out well, I think. And then I'm also going to have gels and try and take one gel an hour, which is 100 calories, uh, 25 carbs. So I'm going to be getting in somewhere around, uh, right around like 300 calories and about 75, yeah, 300 calories, 75 grams of carbs per hour. And I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and do that like clockwork as much as I can. The gels I'm using are Martin gels. Uh, so they're already like super like, uh, I forget what they call it, hydrolyzed or something. So they're very like fluid based. Uh, so I'm going to be, Going to be working with that for the first couple hours to see how that goes. Hopefully that lasts as long. And then as long as that lasts, I'm going to be using that. Uh, and then I'm, I'm not going to abandon it until things start going wrong. Um, and because uh, that's what I've been training with. Like I've been training with a bottle with Ucan and Tailwind uh, for months. And so I know what my body does with that. And I'm going to be using the gels for like pick-me-up moments, maybe like one an hour if I can. Uh, and just try to keep the calories and carbs coming in because that's been, like I said, that's been a problem recently. Uh, okay. Wow. I'm like way behind on comments. So let's get a couple and then we'll keep talking about this. Uh, where are we at? I don't even know. I just like scrolled way too far and now I can't find where I was. Um, let's see here. Uh, Justin Turnbow says, did you see UTMB is banning NSAIDs? Yes. And I think that's a very interesting thing. I don't, I don't have a super strong opinion on it. Um, I know that there are, there are definitely some people that 
it's going to affect like pretty negatively um, who rely on that uh, for their health. Um, but I think there's also going to be some positives from it because I think people probably use them too much in races and probably put themselves in bad situations, possibly hospital uh, situations from taking too much or just being um, being not smart about it. So I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion either way. It's just, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, they're banning them. I don't really agree with the fact that they're like performance enhancers. If that's where, the, if that's where they're trying to come from, I mean, <laughs> I've done my fair share of that and yeah, it takes the edge off, but I don't think it's a performance enhancer. <laughs> uh, definitely. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to go down that route, I mean, you got to ban caffeine too. So like, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't have a strong opinion either way. Uh, Hazem 90 says, good luck this weekend, Ryan. Thank you so much. Um, Stephen Barber says, does the pre-race taper, pre-race taper week anxiety go away with more experience? Ran my first ultra last weekend leading up to race day. I was a bit of a mess. Um, I would say yes and no. Uh, because so the more experience you get, uh, the more, uh, things come naturally, the less you have to like figure things out in that week or two leading up to it. Um, but the nerves never really go away. Like I'm, I'm really nervous, like, and it's getting, I'm getting more and more nervous every day that I get closer to it. Um, I'm less nervous about like the execution of, uh, gear, nutrition, um, all that sort of stuff. Like I'm less, I know that like once I get on that starting line and I start going, um, I'm less worried about all of the um, little pieces that uh, play a role in finishing the race because I have done it uh, several times. What I am most uh, nervous about is uh, like the amount of pain <laughs> and uh <laughs> The amount of just like because what I'm what I'm trying to do is something I've never done before. Uh, I'm trying to run a race faster than I've ever run before, and so the what scares me is getting to that getting to that place at mile say 35 where I just feel like I feel you know, I'm going to go through a low patch and I feel wrecked and I'm just like how am I going to handle that? Uh, because I've done that before and I've been in that situation before, but it's never, it's, it's never been like too much for me to handle. Cause I've always been like, okay, just, just walk, just hike, you know, like even if we have to walk for like 15 minutes, just like regroup. But for me going into this race, I'm going to be, I'm going to try and push through that moment as much as I can, as long as I can. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to try and like run the whole thing, um, but I'm going to try to like figure out, I guess, more about myself in those moments. Like, you know, at like mile 35 when everything feels like it's falling apart and I'm just like dying uh, just to just to tell myself that this is only going to last for a couple minutes and then you're going to come out of it. Just keep pushing and keep like work yourself through it. Like you don't need to stop and walk for 10 or 15 minutes at mile 35 because of the training. I can rely on all of that. Um, and then 
once again, in the second half of the race, like it's all going to be, it's all going to be brand new. Like I really feel like this is like my first race all over again because, uh, I just, I don't know what to expect, um, from the like mental side of it, uh, the physical, uh, side of it. Like, I feel like I've been through a few times, um, but there's going to be aspects of it that I also have never seen before. So that's what I'm more nervous about is just the, um, like meeting the challenge in those moments where, um, where you have to, (laughs) like that's, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about the execution. Uh, so that does, that does start to go away as you do more of these, Stephen, uh, to answer your question. Um, but if you're ever trying to do something you've never done before, if you're ever trying to go faster, uh, do more climbing, um, longer distance, that sort of stuff, uh, you're always gonna be nervous about anything like that. I don't think that stuff ever goes away. Uh, Matt's Midwest team says, Hey Ryan, looking forward to my first 50 miler this Saturday. It will be cool to meet everyone on Friday. Good luck. Awesome. That's going to be cool. Um, Chuck runs every day says, Hey Ryan, just completed my first 50 K trail ultra last weekend. Just 5,000 feet of vert. It was awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, St. Michael Hague says, expect the unexpected. Uh, you know, there'll be highs and lows. Remember you have put the work in, so go have fun and get after it. Good evening from Florida. Thanks, man. Uh, Dave says, it's funny how little planning I've put into my race this weekend. Just going to send it. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's honestly, um, you'll probably be more relaxed. You'll probably, you'll probably do well. Honestly, just keep moving forward. Just don't stop. <laughs> uh, uh, Platt 33 says, I finished my first 100-miler last weekend. Learned so much from this channel. Can't thank you enough. Plus, having an immense amount of respect for running and filming. Thank you. That's awesome to hear. Um, I saw in Discord, actually, I saw some of the pictures you posted. Uh, I mean, huge congrats, man. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, Dave says the nerves go away once you start moving. Oh, and John True Love here says you should be nervous. Old men are going to beat you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what, so me and John, um, have a, uh, he's, he's giving me a little bit of crap, uh, recently, uh, because yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to turn into a race or not, but I'm going to try and stick with you as long as I can. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about actually first let's do the buckle cam. We haven't done that yet. So here it is. Here is the buckle cam and we do have some music that goes behind it. So hopefully the next time you tune into the show, which will be one week from tonight, there will be an extra buckle right there. Um, but yeah, so that is, that is the buckle cam. We've done it once. If you guys want it again, uh, do something, I don't know, do a super chat or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Okay, so let's start talking about, um, like, uh, schedule and stuff. I'll just go through some of my notes and stuff. Um, Dave, you'd be 
you'd probably be blown away by the amount of notes and planning that I've done for this race. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the race starts Saturday at 6 a.m. Um, and there's going to be a 400 people on the start line, but three different distances. Uh, there's a 50 miler, 100K, and 100 miles. So it's going to be a lot of people. And um, yeah, we'll see uh, how that goes. It's going to be dark for about at least like an hour and a half. So I'm going to have to have a headlamp uh, for the beginning. And like I said, I'm just going to start with a bottle with nutrition uh, and three gels because that'll get me three hours to rally camp where I can get uh, a fresh bottle and two more gels to take me the last like two hours or so uh, back to the start finish. Uh, and then, so my crew, uh, is going to be Matt and Dan, uh, and my mom and my aunt are going to be there as well. Um, so, uh, they're going to be bouncing back and forth between the start line and rally camp. Uh, so the loop is 25 miles. There's an aid station at start finish and then 16 miles in, uh, and there's like five other aid stations throughout, but, uh, not crew accessible. So for most of these aid stations for the first lap, I'm definitely just going to be like filling up my bottle as quick as I can and going through them. Like there's no, I'm not anticipating stopping and eating food or anything, maybe like grabbing like something as I go through these aid stations on the first lap. Uh, second lap, probably more of the same, uh, but that's when it's going to start getting hard. Uh, and so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like really do my best to keep up with John. <laughs> uh, oh, and John says, love you, man. Run your race. Thank you. Love you too. Uh, <laughs> Justin Turnbow says, all hail the buckle cam room for another one. Yeah, we got to make some room over there. Um, but yeah, I'm not counting my chickens, whatever that saying is. And John says, and you're skipping the first aid station FYI. Yeah, I mean, you're going to blow through the first aid station at three miles. There's no, nothing to do there. Uh, I think the next one is at seven. So that'll be like plenty of time. Uh, or that'll be just for like, I'll, you know, I don't even know if I'll have my one water bottle done by then, probably. Um, but yeah, um, see um in so yeah the crew's gonna be bouncing back and forth between the start line and rally camp um and i'm just gonna have like i'm gonna try and keep it like as simple as possible for them like i'll have a couple like clothing items like socks another shirt um i was I'll have a lot of other stuff in the car, like jacket, um, like uh, arm sleeves, like stuff for the night if it if I ever need that. But I don't think I really will because of the temperature, like the forecast for uh, what it is looking like right now. It looks like the start is going to be like 58 degrees, which is going to like feel chilly when you're getting out of the car. But as soon as you start running, it's going to feel amazing. So I'll probably have like a jacket on at the start, just like. Uh, warming up a little bit with that and then once we start I, I'll just throw that to my crew and be off um, but yeah just starting with I'm not wearing a pack I'm wearing a waist belt and in there is just going to be uh, in the waist belt it's just going to be like a couple gels a couple drink mixes 
Um, I will have like probably like one baggie that has maybe like a baby wipe or two if I need those. Uh, and they'll have my GoPro in there. I'll probably carry my GoPro for the first half and then hand it off to Pacers for the second half. Um, and then, yeah, but just like what my crew will have, like just have a couple simple food options to like, um, when I get there, just like take a look at a few things if I want anything. If not, um, a couple fruit um, items, possibly. Um, holy cow, Justin. Oh my gosh. A $100 super chat. You got to be kidding me, dude. Uh, buy your crew and pacers a good meal, brother. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you, Justin, so much. That was, that was amazing. Thank you. Uh, we'll do a buckle cam for you too. You'll get one of those. You'll get one of those too. So there you go. <laughs> I know Justin loves the buckle cam. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time at this race. Uh, so yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. What were, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Like food items. Like I'll have like some salt stick chews, some extra electrolyte stuff, um, and then I probably won't be eating food from aid stations until maybe midway through the second lap or something. Um, once it gets into the night, I'll probably be starting to look for some hot food or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, during the day it might get up to like 80 degrees. So there's a chance that, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like maybe I'll follow John's lead cause I know he's probably going to go shirtless, uh, like after the first lap. So I might too, uh, if it's like 80 degrees, like I'm not, I'm not going to be wearing a shirt, maybe a tank top or something. Uh, and then at night it's going to drop back down to somewhere around like 64 or something, which is not cold at all, uh, for running. So the whole race, the temperatures are going to be on the higher side from what I was expecting. Um, and then other weather, stuff going on uh like a week ago there was no rain in the forecast for 10 days and now there's rain every single day uh all the way up until friday but it says sunny on saturday so we'll see um this course is like notorious for if it does rain it turns into a mud fest and just gets really really difficult so that's gonna be fun um I mean, I'm going to anticipate there's going to be some muddy spots uh, because it's going to be raining every day from now until then. Um, but hopefully we won't be dealing with uh, like a storm or anything like that that could... Um, because they did have to stop the race one year uh, and have everybody wait for a while for a thunderstorm. Um, but yeah, there's going to be... Yeah, once we get into the night, it's not going to really be that cold, I don't think. Um, yeah, uh, it sucks. I'm gonna have to start with a headlamp, get rid of the headlamp, pick the headlamp back up later. Um, I don't know yet if I'm gonna run with a waste light as well. I probably will. Um, especially if I'm still moving well around the time the sun goes down. If I'm still moving well, I will, um, because I won't want to like uh, trip on anything. Uh, but if things are getting slow or I'm having a really bad day or something, I probably won't wear a waist belt light. 
Oh, John says, probably be shirtless the entire time unless it rains. Nice. Uh, are you wearing a pack too, or what are you doing? We should probably just like talk on the phone or something. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Matt's Midwest team says, I drank so much it's ridiculous when I run, so I have a pack on the entire time. I feel like I drank a gallon by the time Ryan drinks his handheld. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to be filling my handheld up a lot probably, especially when it's hot. Uh, but the good thing of the the reason why I'm wearing I'm doing just a handheld and waist belt, it's not because I'm like uh, doing something different forever. It's just for this race uh, because these aid stations, the farthest distance is five miles in between two aid stations. Most of them are about four, and so at that rate, um, I mean, we're talking like around an hour at most hopefully in between two aid stations i'm not going to need two bottles uh even if it's like really hot um a 120 ounce bottle is going to be totally fine and then also since i'm going to have a crew but even if i didn't have a crew i probably would just put a drop bag out and put some stuff in there and still just use a waist a belt instead of a pack because i've just found like over the years i've on like the mountain races that I've done and everything, like if I need to like stick a jacket in there and like a lot of extra food and nutrition and like just different stuff, like then it does make sense to wear a pack, especially, I mean, mountain races are totally different. Like you could get in a spot where you're doing 20, 25 minute miles. Uh, and if you've got seven or eight miles in between an aid station or longer, uh, it, I mean, wearing a pack makes sense. Uh, and so I, not saying I'm not making any like permanent decisions or anything. It's just for this race. It, um, seems like it's well suited, uh, to, uh, just do a handheld. Uh, Steven Barber says music or no music playlist. Uh, I am going to bring an iPod and headphones, although I've never used music in a race and I really don't ever, in uh like normal day-to-day running either i kind of used to um but i really just like running without music um the only reason why i'm gonna bring it though is if something goes wrong with like my crew or my pacers and there's a stretch late in the race where i can't have a pacer um i will try to grab uh like my ipod and headphones and just put on some like put on some music and I usually listen to like kind of like new metal or like heavy metal or something like that. Like just get some, get some good stuff going. Um, yeah, I won't be listening to like an audiobook or anything like that. Cause that'll probably just slow me down. <laughs> um, put on some stuff and crank it up. Uh, but that'll be, that'll be, um, that'll only be if like something goes wrong with my pacers or even like possibly if I, when I do have a pacer, if I'm really just in like the, the pain cave, who knows? Maybe I'll pick it up. Um, who knows? Uh, Aaron says, uh, Aaron's running this race too, by the way, uh, says average distance between eight stations is 4.16667, which is ironic. Uh, since I just signed up for the Ohio backyard ultra today. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's this race is a very very good race to do. Um, 
if like for your first hundred, um, because the eight stations are, they're like, they're seriously like known for their eight stations. They're amazing. Like they bring like full style, like restaurant grade, like kitchen, like grills out there and everything like flat tops. Like they're just grilling like, like tons of stuff constantly at these eight stations. Got tons of hot food all the time. Uh, they're just, the eight stations are amazing and they're not that far apart. Uh, and you're also like the terrain is good. Like you get a pretty decent mix of, uh, some single track, some double wide, some grass, um, very little road at all. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a really, really good course, uh, for either your first hundred or, uh, trying to go for, um, maybe a PR or something. It's just set up really well for success. And four laps now is much better than what it used to be. It used to be six laps, but they've continued to add trails. So this year there's 25 miles of unique trail, uh, which is awesome. Just, yeah, it's great. Uh, Someone asked, who was it? Uh, Justin says, can we call you Anton? (laughs) I don't know if you're talking to me or someone else, but... uh, yeah, sure. Actually, um, so this week I did make a playlist on YouTube of like pre-race videos just for myself to watch. And a couple of them are uh, about Anton. Uh, there's one from like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 12 years ago. It's just called Indulgence. And uh, you got to check that out. Right now, uh, open up a new tab on your browser, load up Anton Kapichka Indulgence. It's like, uh, like totally like nineties, like you're going to love it. Uh, if you love stuff from the nineties, uh, like music, uh, video, everything, like it's like, you'll know when you see it, like, it's just, it's great. It's like 30 minutes long. Uh, I've probably watched it once a day for the past like week and a half. And I've probably seen it 20 times, maybe, maybe more in its entirety. Uh, and watched many little clips from it, but, uh, that would be my video recommendation of the week would be Anton Kropitschka indulgence. It doesn't have the best advice, (laughs) uh, because it's Anton in that time of his life where he was running 200 mile weeks and winning Leadville, but then also just like completely injuring his body left and right. So it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's good entertainment and Anton's just, uh, I love him so much. Uh, but yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would recommend. Um, let's see here. Mango runner says, what's your race strategy going into the race? Uh, so my strategy going into the race is to pace the first, uh, two laps at five hours each, um, which would be, um, hitting the 50 mile mark at 10 hours. Uh, and then just seeing what I have after that. Um, and if I can continue that pace, great. Um, but what I'm trying to do there is set myself up for, um, like a pretty, like if I can, if I can get to the 50 mile mark in 10 hours, uh, which I think is possible, um, I can, I think I'm pretty well set up to finish in sub 24 at that point to have 14 hours to finish the last 50. Um, and then possibly, possibly do better than that. Um, who knows? 
We're just going to, I mean, it's honestly, like I said, this is, this feels like a completely different, different thing to me because I'm approaching it completely differently. I've had the best training I've ever had in my life, uh, leading into this race. There are a few like slight, um, like energy things that, um, I'm, uh, not (laughs) energy, uh, injury things that I'm a little bit worried about. And that's why I'm, I shut it down yesterday and just taking like four days off completely. Uh, John, what does that mean? Do you think that's slow? <laughs> um, but yeah, just like a few, a few like, uh, sort of like muscle tweaks that I'm a little bit worried about. Um, so that's why I shut it down yesterday and, um, uh, just gonna, the next time I run is going to be race morning. Um, but, uh, as long as those, as long as those work themselves out in the first couple miles, I'm good to go. All right. See, I had something else to get into. Um, but yeah, like my main focus is going to be just continuing to move like smoothly through those first couple laps, get through aid stations quick. Don't, don't like mess around at them. Uh, just stay moving forward. Um, I also set up my watch uh, to act differently. So I'm going to be wearing the Garmin Enduro. And um, I set it up to turn off the auto lap every mile, which um, uh, oh, John says... <laughs> John says, yes, he thinks five hours is slow, four to four and a half hours. Okay. Well, I guess that's what we're doing then. (laughs) Um, No, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen because so uh, once in August and once in September, I ran the full loop. Both times I showed up on Saturday morning with over 50 miles on my legs for the week already. And I did the first one in like 425. And then a month later, I did it in like 440 or something like that for one loop. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like that first loop, maybe we will come in somewhere between four and four and a half hours uh, because I'll be totally fresh. So we're just going to, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to run smooth and uh, just try and just try and move well uh, and try and not get dropped by John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ultra Jazz says, I'll push you through at least till 75 and then take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Aaron says, my plan is very similar, but uh, it's my first and I have no idea what will be the right pace. Yeah. Honestly, um, I mean, the thing about, so Aaron, what I would say to you since it's your first is do, do what uh, feels good for you. Um, but then if you start to feel like you're blowing up like halfway through or something, like just don't drop out. Do not drop out. Just recover yourself. Walk for a while. Even if you feel like absolute death, just keep walking. Um, if you have to stop and sit at aid station for even 20 or 30 minutes, do that before you drop. And I'm only saying if you get in a really, really bad spot, because I've been there kettle. I dropped, uh, because I was just, I felt awful. But then as soon as I dropped, I started getting my stuff together, got in my car, started driving back. And I'm just like, well, I didn't, I mean, I, I technically, 
I technically timed out, but I I knew I was going to time out because I was walking like the last hour, um, hour and a half or something like that. But anyway, I got back in my car and I started driving back to the hotel and I'm like, why am I not running right now? <laughs> so that's the thing I would say is just keep moving forward. I mean, if you're hurt or injured or something, um, yeah, definitely do what's best. But uh, if this is your first hundred and you have no idea on your pace, if you accidentally start going out too fast, just dial it back. Once you hit, I mean, when you start hitting that 40, 50 miles, everybody's going to be hurting. You're not the only one. Everybody's going to be hurting. So just keep moving forward. Uh, says, I did the same thing today. No auto lap, but I put a 50 minute nutrition reminder on it. Yeah, that's good. Um, for me, I'm, uh, sort of like on that same schedule. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing, um, my stuff every hour. So I should be able to keep pretty good track of that as well. Um, I don't have a nutrition reminder or anything on there, but what I am going to be doing is kind of like, um, doing a, I'm going to be keeping my watch screen on, uh, in like a lap mode where I'm going to be, uh, doing just a, like a lap up to rally point and then one lap back to the start finish. So I can kind of like gauge how I'm doing throughout the day. Uh, and so if it takes, you know, two and a half hours to get to rally point, rally camp or whatever, and then the next time I do it in like 2.35 or 3 or something like that, like I'll just kind of like have a better gauge uh, and I'll be doing like average paces. Um, so I'm really only going to be looking at um, the current lap mileage, which it should be hitting 16 and 9. Uh, so I'm going to be like trying to stay in the zone, like whatever part of the lap I'm on. And I'm going to try not to be looking at the total mileage, not to be looking at my total pace, total time, none of that. It's going to be lap distance, lap pace, current pace, and then lap time. So I'm really, I'm going to take a different approach and I can always switch back to like my normal screen if I want to. Uh, if it like, if it's like not working, I'm getting pissed off at it or something, but I'm going to be trying to stay in the zone and just focusing on this 16 mile section and then this nine mile section. And that's it. Like not thinking about even what lap I'm on, just doing those sections. So, um, I actually got the idea for those four fields, um, for, from, uh, Jim Walmsley. Not that we're like friends or anything. He didn't tell me there was a, uh, you could see in a picture, uh, those fields on his watch. And so I started looking into that and thinking about that. I'm like, you know, that is a really good, um, it's just a really good way to break down a race. So we'll see if it works. Uh, John says, sorry, that was four hours for first loop, 4.30 for second. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, what else? Um, wow, already getting close to an hour. I can tell that I have way more energy than I have had in the last couple weeks, and that's all due to the taper. So thank you, taper. Um, yeah, let's see, uh, what other questions we have? Um, I could show you my like performance training chart, but I don't know. Sometimes that's, um, it actually looks kind of sad right now. Um, but yeah, 
I'm just really excited about, I'm just really excited about this race. Um, I'm excited to see like what happens once those first like five, 10 miles are behind you and all the nerves are gone and you're just running. Um, I'm just really excited to see like how things open up, like what, what my potential is. Um, and I know there's gonna be a lot of you guys like out there as well. So definitely, um, if we pass or you see me or anything, like definitely, um, yell at me, um, be cool to meet some of you guys. I know that I'll probably be at packet pickup somewhere around like maybe like three 30 or something. I'm thinking, um, maybe something like somewhere in between like three and four. Um, but maybe I'll, I'll try and post on like Instagram stories and, uh, what's going on the day before, uh, for packet pickup. So if any of you guys are there, uh, you want to meet up, that'd be fun. Uh, but yeah. And then just trying to get something for dinner. I'm not going to be doing the pasta dinner because I'm not, um, I'd rather just get something, uh, something closer to the hotel. So I'll be just, just doing some some restaurant or something uh, for dinner, um, and then just eating really light. Honestly, like I'm not gonna be do I'm not gonna do anything heavy or something. Maybe I don't know, like maybe salad and some I don't know. Maybe we get pizza or something, um, but nothing nothing super heavy, uh, and not. <clears throat> I don't really. I just don't really want to just do. I don't want to do pasta the night before. Um, uh, Matt's Midwest team says, with the course being wet, do you have any tips on keeping your feet as dry as possible? That is the scariest part for me. Um, yeah, good question. Uh, I don't know, like, how wet and muddy it's going to be. Like, it's really going to – I mean, the next couple of days is really going to determine all of that. I, it shouldn't be raining, so we shouldn't be getting our feet super wet. If there are wet, muddy spots on the course, like, you're just going to have to run through it. Um, but yeah, for that, I would just say like, if it's starting to bug you, just change socks at an aid station. Uh, if you have extra shoes that you like or something, um, you can change out shoes, but, um, I don't know. I've done some races. I've done a couple races, like no business. My feet were wet the literally the entire time. Uh, and you just get used to, like, I got used to it. I know a lot of people changed shoes and socks like every chance they could, but, um, I wore the same shoes the whole time and only changed socks once at like mile 20. And then I was mad that I did because 200, like 200 yards away from the aid station after that, we had to go through another Creek. So I'm like, that was a waste of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would say just, if it starts bugging you, just change your socks, uh, see if that works. If it doesn't work, change out your shoes too. Um, but I would also say just like, don't worry about it too much. Um, cause it's just part of it. Um, you'll make it through and your feet are going to hurt a lot. Um, but a lot of times it's not as bad as you think it's going to be <laughs> when you take your shoe off. I've had a lot of times where I was like totally convinced that there was a massive blister on my toe or something. And I was going to take my shoe off and my toe was going to fall out and you know, there's, it's going to be, it was going to be gross, but then you take your shoe off sock off and it's like, Oh, it looks normal. It just like hurt a little bit. Uh, why did it hurt so much? So a lot of times it's just something that you don't really need to worry about. I've also ran through blisters, 
uh, to the point where they go numb. Um, for me, I've never had a blister last too long. I've always been able to just like run through it and eventually goes numb. <laughs> I don't know if that's good advice or not, but, um, also like after the race, like you'll have some like nerve pain and stuff in your feet, but just part of it. It's part of the, part of the, uh, part of the experience. Uh, snowman says, are you going to push it and see what happens or will you play it safe to ensure a finish? I'm going to push it. Um, and the reason why is because I know the course, if I push it and blow up after seven or eight hours, 10 or 12 hours, I can literally walk the rest of it in. And so unless like if you, the only reason why I'm stopping this race is if I'm seriously injured and like, just can't walk. Uh, be, but, um, if I'm just, if I'm just a little bit hurt or, you know, like something's bugging me, um, to the point where I can't run, I'm going to walk it. But so I, so I don't think I'm like, I'm not worried about, uh, ensuring a finish. Uh, I'm going to push it. And then, yeah, if something happens, just walk until they pull me off the course. Uh, Justin says, go with what you know. So excited. And thank you for allowing us to be part of your watching journey. Thank you so much, Justin. Um, are you going up a half size in shoes? Uh, no, I wear my normal size shoes. I think so. Um, I think most of my shoes, I typically get probably what most people would consider a half size up anyway. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but I never change shoe sizes for the race. Um, but I always have a little bit of space, like maybe like half a thumb or something in front of my, uh, big toe to the end of the shoe. So I always have some space in there. I know some people like to get size of their shoes so that their toes are like touching and I can't do that. But, uh, Brian Steinberg is in the house, says, push it. Thank you. Um, Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be there or not, but if you are, be excited to see you. Um, Pete, the wannabe runner says was just up at chain, making a delivery at the prison. And with the bad rain we had Sunday, it's looking good. And I didn't see much standing water. Saturday should be fine. Nice. That's good to hear. Thank you, Pete, for the inside information. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I don't think, um, I mean, we'll just have to see, like you just, take the day as it comes. Like, you know, you, like I signed up for this race like a year ago, <laughs> uh, literally. Um, and, uh, you know, can't control the weather. <laughs> like you hope every single day until race day that it's going to be, you know, like mid sixties and dry. And then what happens happens. I got super lucky at cruel jewel. So I'm in for a a bad weather race, I guess. Shouldn't say that though. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I've been out there. I paced one year that it rained for, uh, the entire time I was pacing. Um, I know some years it's rained almost 20 hours on the course. Uh, there was, uh, a friend texted me the other day and said, uh, make sure you bring your poles because the only people that could move forward for several hours during the night were people that had poles. And I don't think I'll need poles, like just based on the weather. 
Um, so I'm actually not even bringing them. Um, but yeah, I've been there and heard stories about just nightmare scenarios at this course. So I figure if we have a little bit of mud or a little bit of water we got to run through, it's not anywhere near as bad as it could be. So be thankful for it and just keep moving forward. Uh, Brian Steinberg says, can't make it this year. Oh, shoot. Uh, is there live tracking? Yes, there will be. Um, I will try and post a link uh, to Instagram in one way or another. Um, or probably, maybe I'll do it on this video. Like once it's over, I'll post a link in the description for the run tracking. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, the tracking, they said there's going to be several mats throughout the loop. And there's four loops, so there should be quite a few updates. Um, I think you can sign up to get, like, text or email notifications, too. So that'll be cool. Um, but, yeah, just really excited uh, for this race. <sighs> just it's been a long time coming. I feel like uh, I've actually had this race on my radar for ever since I started uh, trail running. Um, and that was a long, long time ago, but it's just never like totally worked out a lot for a long time. It was in the spring and I was just like, I never trained well enough during the winter to run a spring hundred. <laughs> uh, and then when they moved it to the fall, I think the one year that it actually happened, I was out at Moab the same year, uh, at that 200 mile race out there. And then it got canceled last year. So this year, I believe this is only the second time it's been in October. Uh, maybe third. But uh, yeah, it's never totally worked out for me to be there in racing. But like I said, I volunteered a couple times. Um, so really excited to finally go out there and like do this race. Do the 100 miler that Indiana has and see what I can do. And I'm just so happy with the training that I've had. Uh, just really excited to get out there and crush it, see some friends, uh, run with some good people. Um, and yeah, ready to do it. I don't think there's anything else. Um, I'll have a video up tomorrow that kind of talks about, um, just like how the week two of my taper has gone. And I'll try and post maybe one more, maybe like Friday morning or something. Um, just about kind of how the last week of taper has gone and just uh, more information about the race, uh, where to track and stuff like that uh, so that everyone can follow along on race day. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. There's also the Chicago Marathon and I think isn't Boston Marathon on Monday too, something like that. Um, so plenty of stuff going on uh, for people to follow this weekend. Um but yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has joined tonight, listening to the podcast, watching the uh, live replay. Thank you to everyone that's followed along the last couple months leading up to this race uh, and just been following my YouTube journey. It just means a lot uh, that people show up and hang out. And yeah, it's time to go do this. Uh, I'm going to see a couple of you there, at least, hopefully, hopefully a lot of you. Uh, be seeing some, seeing some hats running around the course. Uh, there's a, uh, yeah, new hats are in the store. Um, but yeah, 
that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, next live stream, hopefully we are in like party mode with a new uh, buckle on that shelf back there and plenty of uh, sore muscles and blisters and stories. So that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, I will see you again soon. Bye.